0: Today we continue with the series on friendships. BFFs Rachel Bargett and Rebecca Weiland share candidly about the events leading to a long estrangement. Their story is a testament to what God will do in our hearts when we allow him to. Here are Rachel and Rebecca. Hello, ladies, thank you so much for joining me today on uh, this little venture and for sharing your story with the rest of the world. How are you doing? Great. Good. Thank you. How was your day? Exciting.
1: Good. It was exciting. Uh some interesting things happened today.
0: Ooh.
2: <laughs> I, I like exciting. That I was I got a text that I was supposed to pray for my friend who was in lockdown. Oh my. Yeah, well, that there is was exciting. A,
1: There was an armed gunman near my clinic and my clinic was on lockdown, and so I was shooting text messages as quick as I could.
0: (laughs) Oh, is everything okay? Yeah, Yeah, it was all good. It good. good. I'm glad it turned out okay. So, um, Rachel, how about we start with you, and you can introduce yourself, and then we'll allow Rebecca to introduce herself.
1: Okay. Well, my name is Rachel Bargett, and I am a wife, a mother, a friend, a nurse. I work uh, at a free clinic that provides um, medical care for people without insurance. Um, so that's super fun. And um, I'm, I'm a straight shooter who uh, rarely minces words. So uh, sometimes it can be a challenge to be my friend. And Rebecca Wyland has been my friend for, I don't know, Rebecca, what is it, 16, 17 years now?
2: Yep, uh, a year or two before you got married.
1: Yeah, so that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> Quite the nut. <laughs> oh, yes, so I, I am. am.
0: So what about you, Rebecca?
2: <laughs> I am the bohemian nonconformist that my friend Rachel uh, so aptly uh, named me and... uh <laughs> When I looked it up, I was like, yep, sure enough, that's me. So I am a, um, I'm a homeschool mom. I'm a realtor
0: and a devoted Jesus follower. Awesome. You too sound like you have um, just really interesting lives. I mean, when I think about Rachel, when you said, you know, you, uh, that you work at a free clinic, I was just like, wow, that's amazing. I don't even know that that existed. How, how is it funded? How does that work?
1: So we are funded by grants and donations. Um, We take no money from the government, federal government, um, and it's all just based off of donations and grants. Uh, We partner with local churches um, so that they wrap their compassion ministry around um, the medical care. And um, it's really about transformation. It's not just about uh, medical care, but, you know, if you're not healthy physically, uh, it's really kind of hard for you to do your day-to-day job
0: yeah absolutely
1: yeah so it's really about mobilizing the church to be the I church
0: that I love that I love that I love I don't think I've ever heard of something yeah. like that so w- with a clinic I imagine you only treat certain do you have limits on what um, how what treatment people get or what you do
1: uh, we do um, in that uh, we are partnered with a, a local hospital. And um, so we're able to do some referrals. It's not everything. We are um, dependent on um, people donating some services out of the goodness of their heart. Uh, but I like to describe it. Um, well, I left out the really cool part. It's on an 18-wheeler. <laughs> we were, I work on a, a big tractor trailer. And it has three exam rooms in it. So I like to describe it like an urgent care meets primary care office. On well, that's
0: amazing. So you're not only in one location, you're able to move around to your people? Awesome.
1: Yes. So Uh, access to care is is one of the biggest barriers for people for actually um, getting medical care. So we removed that barrier by putting it on a semi and we drive straight to the areas. Oh, that's
0: amazing. I totally love that. I really do.
1: Yeah, it's the best job ever. How
0: about you, Rebecca? You homeschool and you're a realtor. Um, Do you sleep? Uh, I do. (laughs) I do. That's a great (laughs) question. Okay. Do you sleep more than two hours? (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
2: I am one of those people that have to have my sleep. So I I start thinking, okay, what is not critical? What can I leave for another day? So, um, you know, my biggest challenge is not waking up overwhelmed with all the stuff I have to do. And this is the beginning of our very busy season.
0: So yes, the um, spring, right?
2: Yes, everybody wants to list their house. We literally have five houses that are supposed to be coming on anytime this month. And, and you know, I just know they're all going to want to hit the market on the same Friday, and then
0: we'll really be scrambling. Now, do you both live in the same state, or have you moved away at this point? From
1: <laughs> well, we've moved away and moved back again, both uh, at different times. But we are actually okay. both in the same state right okay. now, just not the same I, city. I thought
0: I recalled somebody had moved, and I wasn't sure if you were close um, or not at this point. So, how close is close for you two, or far? Yeah, two. We're close two enough. Hours. Cl- okay. Well, yeah, that's doable to not be like once a year.
1: <laughs> right. Of actual. Oh yeah, yeah no, no, we don't. We don't allow oh, that much awesome. time to go past. So,
0: um, Rachel, do you want to start with your actual story of friendship and your uh, uh, time that you were actually um, – Sure. How do I want to describe this? Estranged. Um, estranged. <laughs> estranged. Thank you. Thank you. Estranged. <laughs> estranged. And uh, how you made your way back to each other.
1: Yeah. Um, so like I said, Rebecca and I, um, we became friends because our husbands are friends. And so um, Rebecca and her husband, Jeremy, were already married when my husband, Alan, and I started dating. And that's how I met Rebecca. And um, so she knew my husband beforehand. And and um, to know him is to love him. He is a very quiet um, person until he really get until he gets to know you and then he's a chatterbox. Uh so anyway, uh I thought when I met her I'm like, man, I really want to be her friend. She seems like a cool chick. So um uh so anyway, we started hanging out and we became closer throughout the years and um Oh, we, we lost did. Rebecca, is, is that okay? I'm sorry. I just noticed that.
0: I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, keep telling your story and uh, I'll add her in. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: um, so so uh, anyway, um, so we, we've been friends for a long time. And um, my husband and I moved away to Tucson, Arizona and um, lived there for a few years planned a surprise party for him and her husband came out um from Oklahoma to Tucson and um we bef- we really started um taking vacations together and you know visiting and and whatever we kind of um combined our last names and we called ourselves <laughs> the jets, including <laughs> Wyland and Barjet jet together um, there's even a wanted poster out there for the the, the jet gang. Um, and, you know, there she was just a kindred spirit. I, I just loved being her friend. And um, our oldest two kids are two months apart. Um, she actually found out she was pregnant when she was visiting us in Arizona, but she kept that secret. Oh, my gosh. She's a good you two keeper. are the
0: kind of friends that actually are um, pregnant together and get birth together. Yeah. You know, it's It's, it's, I hear yes. it. it's like yeah. a, it's like a unicorn, but I've never met anybody that actually. <laughs> so what about heart. you? What about you, Rebecca? Like what about Rachel attracted you that you thought, oh my gosh, this woman, we could totally be friends.
2: Well, first I just want to follow up on that pregnancy thing together. Uh-huh. Go it's ahead. so lonely once they have the baby before you have your baby. Cause now her whole world is different and all <laughs> our set times are, are different. And anyway. Uh, I was really, I was really missing our daily talks so as she's just trying to survive motherhood. But um, so I really like Rachel is not the kind of person that lets you have a choice, and so I it wasn't. That I, it's not that I wanted so to be Rachel's friend, but it's not that I didn't want to be her friend. I was told I was going to be her friend, and therefore I was. So. Um, she is a very kindred spirit and she's just very loving and very giving and just always there for you. Um, we have lots and lots of stories, but, um, the, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't rem- I, I always joke cause I just don't remember things very well, which is part of the story coming up. But, um, the, uh, so I don't remember anything other than us always being together and doing things together. Um, but She just, uh, like one day we were up in college, Uh, my husband and I lived in another town, and she happened to be in that same town, and popped in to visit, and um, anyway, so I just remember her just kind of being a part of our life um, always, so I'm not sure when she came in exactly, I mean, I remember meeting her, but I just don't, like, it just kind of all blurs, and I feel
0: like we've been friends forever, so... That's so funny. I, I have a feeling Rachel and I are a bit of uh, similar personalities, but I, one of my closest friends. Um, I, I remember telling her specifically. I said, "I don't do wifey divorces." So, <laughs> once we're friends, you can stop talking to me for a minute. But <laughs> just so you know, <laughs> you're in it for the rest. This of the is life. right. Yeah, you're in. So, I, I kind of, I kind of get that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Rachel, why don't you go totally. ahead and take us fast forward to uh, that, you know, time in your life that you were going through a lot of change and which led to your um, estrangement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> <laughs> so
1: um, we had our first kids together. They are two months apart, like I said, and um, she and I used to trade off. Uh, babysitting, I, uh, I would watch our two kids, our, our two eyes. kids, yeah, <laughs> and I would, um, I uh, and she would watch mine, and uh, we would take them everywhere, and they often we often got asked if they were twins, um, and so then you know they became two years old, and we found ourselves both pregnant again, and so excited At to the be same pregnant time? again, yay, pregnancy yep. buddies, <laughs> again, yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, so then fast forward, I ended up um, miscarried, oh, miscarrying so mine, and um, so she, thank you, and she uh, was able to carry hers to term, and he is a handsome, handsome devil named Samuel, and um, precious, precious boy, and uh, I went into a deep, dark All right, so, grieving, so let's stop there um, for a second.
0: Yes. When I because lost thinking, my pregnancy. Wow. wow. Yeah. I, I mean, it doesn't matter how much. I mean, you go through that and you're going to feel something. So, you know, are you okay with being like, how mm-hmm. did you feel? Because you have here your best friend and she's able to, you know, bring this precious life to the world and you did not. Like, how did that feel? What what went on?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I felt forgotten by God. And um, I felt that he was playing favorites. And I, um, you know, I had a a paternal grandmother who told me all the time how unworthy I was and how awful I was. And um, so, you know, the devil takes every opportunity can. So he started playing that reel over and over and over in my head. And that's why, you know, I had, I had convinced myself that's why God didn't save my baby was because I was not worthy and I was not a good person. And, you know, I wasn't a good mother or I wasn't a good wife or whatever it was in that moment he could stab, you know, stab me with. And, and, um, and so here I'm watching my friend Abel, um, she and actually one of our other friends were pregnant all at the same, we were all three pregnant at the same time. And so I um, watched them carry their babies to term. I, I held baby showers for them. I, you know, just kind of went through the motions all while very much grieving inside um, because I thought, well, you know, here, here it is. You know, I, I wasn't worthy. I wasn't good enough. And, and God um, didn't fit so, to save let me my baby. A second. So, I yeah. heard
0: you say grieving inside. I'm here thinking, yeah. were you grieving at that moment or were you just hurting and you were able to grieve later? Like when did that process happen?
1: You know, that's a good distinction. Um, thank you. I, I was, I was, yeah. um, I was hurt and I was angry and I was sad and, um, I was mad mm-hmm. and I was jealous. I was so jealous. Um, and I, I was not a great friend to be around. Um, I was, I was struggling big time and, um, and, uh, and so, uh, during that time, um, you know, Rebecca was trying to encourage me. She has been always so steadfast, fast in her faith. Um, and it was really something that I admired about her. Uh, and I, I remember having conversations with her, uh, just about how sad I was and, and, um, and things. And, and she said to me in, in one of the conversations, she said, uh, Well, I'm ready for the old Rachel to come back, and I remember thinking how old Rachel is never coming back because I was forever changed um, by this loss, and um, it wasn't until later that I started um, going through CR and, and was able to kind of unpack that miscarriage and that grief, um, and, and really realize that, uh, that I was worthy and God did love me. And okay. So let me, favorites. let me interrupt
0: you there and let's um, stop there. Cause I want to go to, um, Rachel and I want to get her perspective of what was going on because I know she was feeling a ton, but I want to hear what she was feeling. And then if you don't mind, we'll come back and about your absolutely. You know, grief and healing process. Yeah, okay, sure. Rachel. I mean, uh, <laughs> Rebecca. <laughs> we it looks like we lost oh, her again. Oh, goodness. I wonder what's going on.
2: Oh,
0: I'm back. Yeah. She's back. Yes, I'm here. Sorry. Technical difficulties, but we'll work with it because this is an amazing story. So I was wanting to ask you to share with us what you were going through, knowing that you were able to carry to term and, and, you know, have joy in your life while your really close friend was hurting. Yeah, I um,
2: I don't remember all the details. Mm-hmm. I do remember uh, telling Rachel, I don't remember, um, I remember standing out in her driveway and just saying, you cannot be mad at God um, because, you know, she was was hurt and um uh, you know I can't say that I handled it correctly or said it you know lovingly or not lovingly I just remember baby and um but she was struggling and I'm not really sure even when the relationship started going askew I know I was going through uh it would be right after I gave birth to my son that I started having, um, lots of challenges, just lots of other things on other sides of families. And I just, um, I ended up pulling away from everybody like family and friends. And I think it was just all part of the, you know, Rachel was her and going, um, you know, just struggling to believe God that she would have another baby and, the, and and then she her story only gets continued worse uh, for a while before it turns better but um
0: so but as as her friend like how did you feel were you able to still enjoy your pregnancy was there any I, guilt uh, how, you know how did you handle all that i um i was very uh nervous when
2: she watched uh, my oldest son uh, when i delivered the baby and I was really nervous the day, um, she came in with, uh, Joshua to, um, you know, and asked her family to come see, um, to see the baby. Mm
0: -hmm. Take,
2: take your time. I have pictures that still come up on my computer of that actual day of when they came in and, her holding the baby and Abriana holding, um, the baby. And, um, I, uh, it, um, Rachel's very gracious. Like she was obviously hurting inside and, um, but she also knows how to share joy. And even if she was faking it till she made it, she, I, I, I didn't feel like she put on me that i should feel guilty that i had my baby and she didn't have hers and so but you know um i knew that there was pain there and then it was just 2 months later when um our um other mutual friend had her baby so it's just you know a continued slap in the face um i'm sure for her and um but i think you know um looking at it, uh, from a friend point of view, I think she handled herself well, even though she was in that valley of the shadow of death. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for her, her friendship and, and her joy in the midst of sorrow, uh, for me and my boys, because, you know, that day she came into the hospital, she just, just, put on a smile and held my baby
0: and so Rachel how are you able to do that even though you were hurting so much
1: um you know I I come from a long line of suck it up (laughs) buttercups kind of people And, and um although I was sad for myself um I was over the moon for my friend because this was a wanted child who was loved and, and, um, and I, and it, you know, it's kind of a weird place. I think I definitely kind of fell in a pocket of grace where God just kind of carried me when I really sure didn't feel like it, but I knew I wanted to be a good friend. Um, And I, <clears throat> so I wanted to make sure excuse me um, that I was uh, trying to meet their needs and and um, and also I you know I, I was happy for them I just was sad for myself at the same time
0: so for anybody listening out there that may be going through this or have gone through it and have not been able to heal like what What, do you have anything concrete that could help them? I mean, not everybody has the personality that you can just suck it up, (laughs) but like, it just, it doesn't like, I can't, I'm more (sighs) like that. So I relate to that. So I started laughing, but not everybody's like that. And which is great because, you know, we need all different flavors to make this world, you know, wonderful. Um, But, Uh, you know, what could you tell somebody to just, how, how do you, how do you do that without disintegrating?
1: You know just joy in the midst of sorrow. And sometimes you have to just, you have to recognize that you're, you have pain for yourself. Um, but still, um, recognize somebody else's joy. Um, and it, you know, it was, it really was fake it until I make it and put a smile on my face because I was happy for them. Um, I didn't, I didn't have to fake being happy for them. Just fake my smile (laughs) at first. Um, So, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know that I have a a good, um, a good thing to say because it it was, it was a struggle and, and God was good and he was there with me. And um, I really felt, I really felt carried by him uh, cause I, I want, like I said, I wanted to be a good friend to them. Um, and I wanted to feel their joy and not my sorrow. I wanted to feel their so, joy. So, you know, what I'm hearing you
0: sorrow. say is that it's totally possible to have both feelings basically at the same time.
1: Absolutely. They can totally reside in the same place at the same time. You know, the, the Bible time.
2: says rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. So, while she was rejoicing with uh me and our other friend, um, you know, then we also as a friend need to also be sensitive.
0: Oh, did she go again? Oh,
1: yeah, she lives in I think
0: she you can she, you can she can use the same word. I mic. think
1: she's having a hard time with herself Does she
0: have that connection where she's at? Okay.
1: Yeah, it's challenging.
0: Okay, yes, go ahead. Uh-huh. Well, I'll
1: brag on her <laughs> while she's away for a minute. Um, so I, w- I went through this, like, deep grief um, with this depression. It was a deep depression with this miscarriage and, you know, my close friends all having babies. And um, on on the due date that I was to have the baby that I lost, uh, she sent what, me flowers. What was your baby's name? Um. Well, I, my husband and I actually don't share, um, our baby's names. That's, that's, um, but the initials were, um, the initials of, of that baby were JWB, which is, um, the same initials as our, um, second child. And, um, and then, you know, we, she, she kind of referenced that my, my story kind of went worse before it got better. Um, we, lost another baby, um, and then that turned in actually to a, a, it's called a GTD, a gestational trophoblastic disease, and I had to go through uh, surgery and chemo, and it was quite a big deal. Um, But that baby that, the second baby we lost, initials are REB. And so our last two children's initials are JWB and REB. And it is honoring that God gave back to us what the locusts Mm. had stolen. And um, so we, um, so she is the only friend who remembered when my due date was. And she sent me flowers. And I remember opening that box and just sobbing because um, the only person who, other person who had remembered, you know, Besides my husband and I was Rebecca, and That's um, okay. Your excuse turn. me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that really started. Um, you know the the <clears throat> the comment uh, that she had made to me about when it, when am I going to get my regular Rachel back uh, had kind of hardened hardened my heart because I chose to to pick up a offense at that when I you know knowing Rebecca, knowing her heart, knowing who she is, she didn't intend to offend me. Um, but I was in such a bad place that I, I had kind of picked up the offense. And, and, um, and so I, I had been, my heart had been hardened uh, to her during this time. And, and uh, when I opened that box and there were those flowers were, and she wrote a sweet note reminding me that I was not forgotten and that that God loved me and he loved my baby and um my heart really started softening to her and I really just started taking my uh pain my sadness my frustration uh my jealousy to God and asking him to remove it and uh because I I desperately wanted her to be my friend uh and I just didn't know how to be a friend at that time.
0: Hmm. You know, I as uh, you were talking earlier about, what well, we were discussing before we lost Rebecca there for a bit about being able to carry joy and uh, sorrow at the same time. I just had this thought of, you know, when Jesus died and he was crucified, there was joy and sorrow at the same time. I mean... The joy of our salvation, there's no more sacrifice. He is the direct line. And I imagine that, you know, the fulfillment of that for God, I don't know, maybe I'm just making stuff up, but that's what came to my mind of (laughs) having, you know, (laughs) sorrow and joy um, coexist. Uh, But anyway, Rebecca, you were in the middle of something before uh, we lost you. Uh, Do you want to pick up what you were saying about the Bible says to rejoice um Um, yeah i'm sorry i live rule
2: and i've been sitting in the same spot and i've lost you a couple times sorry about that
0: don't don't worry about Um, that
2: so the bible tells us to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn and i was just mentioning that i i'm sure i could have been a better friend and um uh and mourned a little more or found out what else she needed from me as a friend and and helping to uh, get through that grieving period. Um, so anyway, but, um, we were just crashing through life in this thing called motherhood and trying to figure it all out. And we just, uh, mm-hmm. love covers a multitude of sins as we will find out in the part of the story later where we we make up and stuff, but the, um, you know, I just, we have to be gracious with our friends, um, because, you know, offense wasn't, um, We didn't mean to get offended, but it happens. And so then it's what we choose to do with it. And, um, but, um, uh, but God's love, if we allow him to fill up our hearts, we can show God's love to each other. That that love can cover a multitude of sins. And so, but I, I think what we were referring to was, um, you know, she was trying to be a good friend and rejoice with us. Um, we also had hoped to be good friends and mourn with her. Um, I think, you know, looking back, everything's eyesight's 2020, but, um, you know, I I think we definitely could have done a better job, but we, well,
0: when you're looking back, like what advice would you give, or at least pointers for some people, you know, in the same or similar situations? Um, what do you think? Um, I mean, there's nothing that you can do about saying something that may be totally like, you know, I miss the person, you know, that you were, you know, it really depends on the person or the, where they're at. So that comment could totally be like, yeah. Or, you know, it hurt Rachel. Um, But you
2: just never know what's going to hurt somebody. You know, you, you're you're trying to be Mm -hmm. careful with your words uh, in a delicate situation. And time after time you hear people that, you know, I wish they just wouldn't say this when somebody dies or I wish. And so you try to be careful to not, Say that, but you end up saying something else. So at the end of the day, um, it, just having that open communication with your friend and and um, saying how can I help you, or I'm sorry if I've said something that hurts you, you know. And you and we, you just both have to choose to be mature and and work through it. And it's and sometimes it takes time. In our story, it took a couple of years. I I don't even know how many years, but it was not a we got over it and you know three four months yeah and just picked up where you
0: left off (laughs) no
1: it 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 wasn't and um rebecca's hitting the nail on the head when she says it's a choice um for me even though um i i felt offended that i chose to pick up that fence uh, offense and i keep saying that because um I recognize that Rebecca had no intention to offend me or hurt my feelings. And um, at the time that it happened, I couldn't wrap my mind around that. All I knew Mm -hmm. was that it hurt. Um, And now, you know, looking back on the situation, I realized that, you know, it was a choice. But it was also a choice to remain her friend. I wanted to be friends. And I knew at some point there would be reconciliation. But I kind of held her at arm's length. And you she, me as well, as she was trying to um, find her way, uh, going from one child to two is... Golly, that is huge.
0: Yes, it's <laughs> an hard. adjustment. And yes.
1: um yeah, so she, you know, I I knew that I wanted to be her friend. And so for me it was a choice. Like I I chose to still interact with her. I chose to um still be friends, um, even though I was maybe holding it at arm's length because I had, you know, I had a suitcase of, of, of full of baggage to unpack there that I, that, that all kind of got wrapped up in that, in that sadness and in that loss. I'm wondering because
0: when you had said that you had a grandmother that, you know, spoke lies to you and was there anything with that hurt that when she said that, did it speak those lies to you as well?
1: Yeah. Um, or reinforce I, them. I, I I've done a couple. Yeah. Of, right. Reinforced. Yeah, absolutely. So I've done a couple of CR 12-step studies, and that really kind of helped me unpack what all the wounding was about and um, really kind of helped re- reveal the lies that had been um, sewed into my life. And, um, and I, you know, was able to realize that, no, 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 God is a good God, and and he didn't take my babies from me. He didn't take any of my babies from me. Um, and he wants good things for me. And and um, uh, so, just trying to wade through that grief was was um, was challenging. And I did not do it gracefully. Um, but I uh, I was fortunate to have friends who, even though maybe they. Weren't involved in my day to day life. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Rebecca prayed for me during that time. And you know, um, when I was kind of working through everything, and and God was really working on my heart. He he really pointed out to me the um, how unbending and how unyielding I had become with uh, people who had offended me, and um and and really worked on my heart. In that it doesn't it doesn't matter what they said i took it in a way that they hadn't intended and um so uh i was just going to use proverbs 18 19 where a brother offended is more unyielding than a strong city and quarreling is like the bars of a castle um and i had mm-hmm. put up bars and put up walls around myself and um god really revealed that to me and um <clears throat> And then he had shown me also Ephesians four two and three, with all humility and gentleness with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of spirit in the bond bond of peace, that there was Rebecca patiently waiting for me um, to be restored with the Lord. Um, and then so that I could come back and apologize to her, for the distance that I had driven between the two of us and, um, and the hurt that I had caused her. I remember her. the mm.
2: day she came and apologized. Um, I, like I said, I don't remember exactly when it all happened or how long, but, um, she came over and she sat on my couch I know right where we were in my house and, and she just apologized and, you know, wanted our relationship, um, to, uh, you know, be closer because, like she said, she held me at arm's length. I held her at arm's length too. You know, like we had just allowed ourselves to grow apart while we were still, like we would still, you know, do things, and we were. Mean or
0: so, nasty, what but. was the reason for you to hold her at arm's length? What what, what was the hurt there for you? Uh, I
2: just probably feeling the separation. Um, uh, her just. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty apparent if I'm um, not well pleased with you. So I don't think I made it. <laughs> I think it was fairly I, obvious. Um,
2: but I also, um, I mean, that was just a rough period also for me in other areas. And so I think we just had two rough areas of our life going on at the same time that, um, you know, we're just sorting out and you know, we just weren't doing as many things together as, um, as friends. And, and so it wasn't that we would never do anything together. You know, we'd still invite each other to kids' birthday parties or whatever, but um, we just weren't doing as much and honestly I think I had gotten to the point where I was willing just to kind of walk away but not just up and walk away because shoot that would be rude right and so but just by (laughs) just by gradually just you know I mean it's just easy to let Let it take its course take its course and then uh, you know but then you get pictures that pop up on your screen like why jet vacations and um, you, you know you think of all the memories that will die. And just the kids, our first two children, just, they love each other so much. They're like cousins. And, um, I mean, my boys call, um, her aunt Ray and uncle Alan. So, um, and just kind of losing that kind of stings. So I was, um, I was very glad to, um, mend the relationship and it, um, and then just start, you know, being more purposeful and doing things together and as families. And then, um, then I moved completely out of state. Um, So then that made it a little more challenging, but it's, it's been nice having moved back and now we're just two hours away. And
0: well, I can imagine, I mean, if you're going through your own personal life and, you know, new mom, you know, mom to two babies, you know, little ones, and then, you know, your friend, Best friend going through things and and just the heaviness of that, like I I'm trying to put myself in your shoes and I don't know that I would be able to carry that graciously. <laughs> to be honest, it would be hard to be able to be what you need to be for somebody when you yourself are barely making it. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. And then the other thing I was thinking, Rachel, like when you said that you know, you didn't do things so gracefully. I just thought you know. And isn't it awesome that his grace is sufficient and it covers our weakness Absol- and you know,
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And then I love how God kind of weaved our families back together because we, we were able to mend um, our relationship. He re- restored our relationship. And I, I have to be honest, I really feel like it's better than it's ever been um, because I'm, you know, we're more truthful and, and more than that, we really allow each other to be who God made each other to be while maybe we don't, you know, absolutely agree with, um, the life choices. Rebecca is my loudest cheerleader aside from my husband, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, and I, and I am, I am a loud cheerleader. I'm probably (laughs) one of her loudest friends but i'm i'm, I'm cheering her on man. as well you know <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely um but i loved how god kind of wove our stories back together because rebecca and i actually ended up being pregnant again together and uh, with her third boy and my miracle oh my
0: god
1: can do that and um oh,
0: what yeah, only god can yeah. do that Yes. Now now yes. you need to talk a her bit about third. Her. I mean if you don't mind because the, the baby oh, in not at all like you know with your cancer and all that. Like can you talk about that for a bit? Yeah. Yes.
1: Yes, actually. Um our our doctor told us that you you know you'd never be able to have any more kids. You'll need to do IVF. And my husband and I had talked about that years before it was even something on the radar for us, and we had already decided that that wasn't something we were interested in because we knew we wanted mm-hmm. to adopt and um and so um i was having some like i was having some trouble so i went to the doctor and he took t- a pregnancy test and called me and was like well i hope you're sitting down cuz you know you're pregnant and i was like liar liar pants on fire and that's not fire.
0: even funny to joke around about right <laughs>
1: that is so not even funny. (laughs) And, um, and so every step of the way of that pregnancy was, it was a walk of faith for me because like, here is the rubber meets the road. Okay, Lord, you and I have been working on some things and getting my heart, um, right. And, and my eyes fixed on you and, and trusting, trusting that you are good and that you have good things for me. And, um, and even if, even if the pregnancy doesn't work out the way that I desperately want it to, I know Amen. you're still good. And I know that you have good things for me and, um, you know, telling Rebecca, I was pregnant and, um, you know, I knew I, I just had, I had had to have friends around me that helped me to refocus my eyes on, on God. Cause this was this was the proofing ground. This was where, you know, the devil was going to really try to, to harm Mm -hmm. me and get my eyes off of, of God. And, and, you know, and he tried, he tried. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, uh, you know, we, Jace was diagnosed. Um, Jace is my Mm -hmm. son's name and it actually means the Lord is, is Mm. my healer. And, um, And Jace, while I was pregnant with him, Jace was diagnosed with a a fatal um, genetic abnormality. And um, we went to a a specialist uh, and they they were going to do the testing. And I, you know, the, the night before we went, I called all my friends and asked them to pray. And, you know, Rebecca prayed for me. And she wept with me and just kept saying, God is good. God is good. No matter what, God is good. And, um, and so we went to the, the specialist and there was a perfectly healthy, healed, whatever they saw before was gone. Mm. And they didn't see any of it.
0: Anymore. Oh my gosh. And I'm at the edge of my yeah. seat <laughs>
1: He's a total. He is a total walkie talking miracle, in more um, than one way. And wow, in more than one way, and um, so he was hurt. She actually had her little boy before I had Jace, and um, so my husband was teasing because she had Alexander, her little boy, on my birthday. Aww.
2: Yes, and he was supposed to come. And- he came three weeks early, so. <laughs> <said
0: that. laughs> goodness gracious
1: wow well, he knew that sharing a birthday right. with Aunt Ray was the way to yes. go oh
0: my God so what is what so my husband was like
1: uh-huh. teasing Rebecca like how can the rest of us match up now you've given her a kid on on her I, birthday <laughs> and
2: you will know another little funny twist is our mutual friend mm-hmm. um got pregnant right as we were you know finishing our pregnancies and so we were all three pregnant again so um oh my goodness. Yeah. I loved
1: how God mirrored that same, you know, the the same thing over again. Which is a little nerve oh, wracking too when you know that yeah. you
2: have <laughs> caused a division with your friend, you're like, oh dear
0: lord. <laughs> watch what I say, watch what I say, watch what I say. Right. So yeah. how did that even, you know, in the times that you were, you know, pregnant together and give birth, how were you able to still feed your relationships? Because, I mean, I know what it is. You have little kids. The last thing, I mean, it's just hard to divide your time between husband and if you work or if you have other children and then invest in, in your friendships and, you know, if you're church church. And, and there's a lot of stuff that, you know, could take our time. So how did you girls work that out?
1: Really just yeah. spending time together, making that choice.
0: So it was an intentional thing. This isn't optional. This is part of my H2O. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. You're going to be my friend.
1: So in order to be my friend, you got to spend time with me and we're going to go to the park and we're going <laughs> to waddle our pregnant selves there with our kids and we're going to have a good yep. time. Dang it.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, she is. But really- not everybody, but not everybody feels that way. What, what, what was so important about that for you?
1: Uh, for for me, I I needed Rebecca and I needed her faith in my life. Um, uh, she she makes me a better person. Like she's she's my person, and she she can pull scripture out like you know. And I I mean I am like oh yeah, I remember hearing that some point in time, but she has it so well sewn in her into her heart that she can just pull it out and and uh, it's it's wonderful. And, um, you know, my, my daughter loves, loves my oldest um, loves, loves, loves Rebecca and, um, and Aubriana missed hanging out with Joshua, Rebecca's oldest. Um, and so, you know, it was, it was, it was about them cementing their friendship too you know you've got to brainwash them this, these are your friends <laughs> and you need to uh, know, make sure they stay your friends so work now, on your friendship <laughs> I
2: have to say um, you know when God gives you a word that you um, you just hold like I just I just believe what God says so I hold on to it and Rachel had told me that Abriana was asking God for a brother and she was going to receive a brother so I kind of just lined up with Abriana and we just you know, spoke that into Rachel when she had any um, doubt. And again, like, it's just nerve wracking when words have ruined a relationship. So you, you gotta be really careful. But um, but I think we've both matured and grown up and, and um, you know, we just let each other be who we are and just know that we are gonna um, continue in love and grace. But um, it was it was so amazing when Rachel had um, Jace because it was just the fulfillment to all those years of turmoil and tears and, you know, a broken relationship remended and families reunited and, um, and God's promises coming true. So.
0: Oh goodness. I, I just love your story. It's so much redemption and love and healing and, even though, you know, <laughs> there was a lack of, of, of grace, uh, gracefulness, there was still plenty of grace to go around. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, sure. absolutely. So let me, let absolutely. me ask you girls then this, um, because, you know, we went through the whole truth, you know, the truth for you, you know, Rachel is that you are worthy and, and that's just the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not situational. And then uh, what would you say the truth was for you, Rebecca?
2: Um, honestly, uh, and I shared this with Rachel uh, after I moved back. Um, when she was mad at God, and and I can understand that now, um, that a light bulb came to me and I was like, you know what, God is so big that even if we have miss, uh perceptions about him or we don't understand his character fully we haven't grown in that part of our trust of his character he is so big like he's got big shoulders he can handle that and i just i had to mature and realize that everybody is in different areas of their walk with god and learning to trust um god and for whatever reason it's easier for me in that area and so um I shouldn't presume that on somebody else, you know, where I am on them. And so, um, my truth is just, you can say what you want about God and he can handle it and he can walk alongside that person until they understand his character. And like, and then she just kept believing God when she found out she was pregnant with Jace, that he is a good father and he was going to deliver on his promise. And she had to just keep reminding herself of that. And and look what she has now, Jace. And um, Mm. so, um, that's the truth for me, just like realizing that, um, God, um, God will reveal himself in our, in our friends and, and to us as we just continue in our journey with him. And, um, so it's okay if we have, you know, it's okay if you, uh, don't believe in God, it doesn't mean he's not real and it's okay if you don't think he's good because, because he is and he'll, he'll catch you up. It's, it's all right. If we have misconceptions of God,
0: right. It's not over until it's over. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's really, that's <laughs> awesome. So how are you girls being salt in your neck of the woods?
2: I am uh, I work with our youth group, the sixth grade girls. I have no girls except for Aubriana. Um, and uh, so yeah. Oh, and and Rochelle, oh, dear lord, <laughs> Rochelle, I hope you're not listening. I love you, dear.
0: Um, <laughs> How many children do you have? Did you forget one? <laughs> the a praise <one. laughs>
1: My my, I have a, I have two kids, and my littlest one is Rochelle. Oh, oh, oh okay. And um, so I was, I was, I was I like, you got girl. two girls, Aubriana and okay. Rochelle. <laughs> we
2: well, are yeah, so focused on Aubriana in this show because that was our early years. That I, yeah, I love you, Rochelle. Um, anyways, I'm gonna have to really make up that one. Um, but, uh, so I have been working with, uh, sixth grade girls at our youth group and, um, they just, their lives, they, even though they go to church there, um, a lot of them, their parents just drop them off and their parents don't go to church. And it's just really, um, sad kind of watching their, uh, I mean, I, I'm happy that they're coming to church, but wow, it's just um, God is really opening my eyes to a whole nother world, you know, cause I, I home educate my children, but, um, mm-hmm. and then I also am uh, a part of church online, which I just love. It has grown me so much spiritually. Um, I am able to, I, I wasn't much of a pray for a person, um, you know, I pray for you quietly at home but not very bold. I'm not bold like Rachel. She encourages me to be bold, but, um, so I started praying for people on church, uh, at church online about, uh, two years ago, I believe is, um, when I started. And so you're just praying for people online, you know, just typing up your mm-hmm. prayer and it has made me bolder and bolder. And now I do it for people. And when people, when you're, in a group of people and they say, who wants to pray us out? I'm like, I do. So I've just, uh, and I can't even believe I volunteer now, but now I don't pass up a, a chance, but, um, I just being salted, like all the people that will just stumble on church online and that you can minister to, and you never know, like if it's, you know, you just have to trust God. You don't know, uh, If it means something to them, if it doesn't, um, but it's always exciting when you, when they come back the next week and you see them
0: again. So uh, I'm in really enjoying that in my life. Well, Rebecca, when you said that they dropped their children off and I was just like, what a beautiful ministry. And the first thought that came to my mind, what if these girls, they are the ones to break the generational dysfunction? Absolutely, like, woo, that just gave me chills. Yeah. Love it, love it. Yeah, what a ministry. And uh, so, how about you, Rachel?
1: Well, um, I'm I'm working hard mm-hmm. with um, the free healthcare yes. ministry. I'm the nurse. I'm the nurse manager there, um, and so I'm I'm kind of sewing into my nurses' lives, but I'm also sewing into my community um, because I believe that the best healthcare can be provided by, by Christians. And, um, because oftentimes people forget the spiritual aspect, um, of a person. And, um, so I'm, you know, I'm bringing transformation to my community by providing medical care and, um, spiritual care. And it's, it's lovely to be able to just pray with my patients and listen to the Lord promptings. And, um, so that, and, and raising good children that are not afraid to speak up when they see injustice, um, and speak the truth and love. Um, I'm, I said earlier, I'm a straight shooter who rarely minces words and, and that's true. And I've, I've learned how um, I'm not great at it, perfect at it yet. Maybe I should say, but um, I've learned how to temper that with with some love and say things in love. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you 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 rarely are wondering what I'm thinking. I'm generally saying what it is, and um, I just I try to be a good friend. And um, my. My family likes to cook meals together, and so we we have some freezer meals tucked away for families whenever they need, and we can pull a meal out and take it to them. So um, we're just busy raising kids and, and working right now. I, I
0: love that your job is your ministry as well. She knows how yeah, to multitask. It's, it's- <laughs> <laughs> she brings it all together. Yeah, she's the ultimate there. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So we're coming here close to an end. And oh, this has been so good. I've just been sitting here just in awe. So I I love what God has done in your lives and in your story. Um, But I ask each uh, of my guests a question before we end. And the question is, if you were a spice, which spice would you be? And how do you spice up the world around you? I
2: picked red cayenne pepper, so I am, uh, my brother calls me sassy and, um, I am very sarcastic and, um, uh, but I add flavor to life and, um, got, I always have that bit of sarcasm to go with it.
0: No, this is the bohemian.
2: Yes. This is the bohemian.
0: <laughs> the bohemian sass. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. Now I don't
0: know. <laughs> that sounds kind of like a conundrum right there. <laughs> <laughs> you had it in you all the time. I'm just she really quiet uh, about it. I'm just really quiet about it. Yeah, me. she is. So it is kind of okay, You put that in there expecting you to know what to expect. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh. It's kind of like on the back end. It gets spicier the longer you have it. <laughs>
0: That's so true. <laughs> Where's the milk? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> what about <Yeah>. you, Rachel? <laughs>
1: well, um, I chose cinnamon because I am both um, spicy and sweet. Um, so I chose cinnamon. Oh, I yeah. love that. Notice
0: <laughs> I I had nothing sweet so in there. It's- <laughs> I know and let me tell you something um, I I'm, I'm listening to you and, and what I know to be true is that a lot of times you know people with you know strong personalities and say as it is whatnot that is just only half of what's there there is generally when you said you teach your children about injustice I'm like ah yes she will fight for the underdog yes like does. And, yes and so I can yes. totally see the cinnamon thing totally
1: yeah um, yeah my uh my oldest I know we've mentioned her multiple times but um she she has more faith in her little pinky than most adults she um she heard God audibly speak to her and tell her that her brother was going to be coming and then um, she begged God for a brown baby sister Aww. and she prayed. And prayed and prayed until she got a brown baby sister. Uh, and so she is my justice advocate, and teaching her when to speak up, um, even if your voice shakes, mm-hmm. uh, is in each of my kids. I, I'm trying to raise them to that um, being silent when you see something is just as guilty as doing it. Yes. Um,
0: so, Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh, ladies. I feel like we could talk for another hour. Um, this has been wonderful. (laughs) I appreciate you so much. I appreciate putting your story in my hands. I feel like I have this little treasure to put out there into the world. Um, so, uh, I don't know. I just, I think that's it. Do you girls have any last words? No, I thank you for
2: giving us the opportunity, um, to just share how God is, gets the glory out of our story you know what what could have ended in disaster um god really redeemed and um he gets all the glory because it if it hadn't been for rachel's willingness to to um press in with jesus and my willingness to press in with jesus we could have had chips on our shoulders and just gone our merry way but um we both chose to humble ourselves and um and just let jesus uh, heal our hurts and help us uh, move forward. Because it's in these kind of relationships that we'll also be able to help others in their relationship with Jesus or, um, you know, people around them. So, mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Well, you you wrap that up yeah. beautifully. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. You girls, take care. Thank you. You too.
1: Thank you. You Good too. Enough.
0: Hey, do you want to hear a bit more truth? I'm shameless. So if you're liking the podcast so far, will you share it with all your peeps? Follow it, review it. I mean, all the things out there. This way other people can enjoy it as much as you do. Thank you.